Hello again, everybody. It's uh, Jason Powers. Out doing my little walking thing, walk and talk. Uh, this is doing some reading on. Uh, I found it interesting. Well, um, interesting in that uh, it confirm it should confirm most people's worst suspicions about data collection and analysis by our U.S. government. So there was an article posted today about, uh, it was uh, on Zero Hedge, of course, uh, regarding the FBI and its uh, changed, uh, change in the, their system that they implemented in 2021 regarding uh, crime statistics for uh, 2020. It just so happens this is a kind of a big topic because I spent several days in uh, 2020 consolidating a host of statistical uh, databases regarding FBI uh, it was FBI and crime statistics I had to go to something like 35 or 40 uh, different websites because uh, some some hadn't reported or they don't report the same way and I had to you know kind of bring this all together there's like 17,000 police departments in the United States uh, but for the most part you know they they've been reporting pretty regularly in, in a regular routine through 2019 but uh, they suddenly have changed this and according to the article um, as it showed uh, major was like 52 percent have reported so far their crime statistics from uh, 2020 it's so far behind uh, they've gone to a new system, supposedly that supposedly gathers more data, but it's more uh, what they call time-consuming. Quite interesting. Quite interesting the timing too, by the way, because you know uh, they're not really interested in getting to the bottom of anything anymore. Uh, in fact, they're rarely ever uh, about trying to get to the bottom of anything. They're, they're about uh, setting a narrative based upon slim data and they probably and I I say that because it, it, it stands the reason because I've looked at other things that they've been putting out narratives about uh, extremism and stuff like that their uh, their propensity to um, do such things uh, as far as they'll ignore they'll ignore certain things regarding you know crime and violence and who does it and all that kind of stuff, but they'll very much hone in on any that are done whatsoever by a, a, a particular group of people. We, we'll just call them Caucasians uh, because they have to set that narrative, uh, which is telling. And I'm not trying to, I mean, I looked at the statistics. I know what the conclusions are there. Uh, I'm not the only one that's drawn those conclusions. I'm not the only one that can see uh, stark differentials. And of course, the liberal media has always uh, set their narrative based upon that, and and of course, you know, they make it as as though there uh, certain groups are being punished harsher. But when you look at the actual details, the the rate of arrest versus the rate of you know obviously uh, crime. Now, I will say this. I can't look at every individual case. I don't know how many of those cases are 
are uh, you know prosecuted legitimately by by certain groups of uh, lawyers and attorneys, but when it comes to homicides and whatnot, let's just face it: there are there are substantial evidence. In many cases, the evidence is overwhelming. I mean, we just saw a case where I mean, the example here is kind of you know current with uh, Daryl Brooks. They finally um, you know convict him, but they gave him full opportunity to defend himself. He decided to defend himself, which is well within his rights, and I, I would even concur that that's a good, um, I mean, given what he was facing. <clears throat> uh, people say, uh, you look like a buffoon doing this. It's like, it's not about whether you can do it or not, because if there are cases, there have been many cases, where you're, you might as well advocate for yourself if you have any amount of modicum of understanding of law or can read and can pre present a case, and if you are legitimately innocent, you certainly are going to know much more about what you need to do. The only thing, problem is, is getting um, assistance on, uh, getting the right witnesses, uh, being able to construct questions that can illuminate and, and obviously help your, your cause. This being said, uh, he was none of that, so, you know, what I'm getting at here is that statistical manipulation and or changing systems kind of conveniently with everything that went on in uh, 2020, it goes to the FBI's uh, motivation with hiding also January 6th. They're hiding data, they're hiding videotape, they're hiding all the uh, information that would, you know, illuminate the situation to say the very least but if you're actually if you actually can go down the rabbit hole or follow me down the rabbit hole it's very likely that they were <laughs> they were very highly involved with the situation and we've there are certain people that they had on their uh, confidential informants and they had people that were working on the ground to make the situation work not worse not better this is what they do this is what your government does in order to keep you at, keep you, you know, under their thumb. And uh, segue, uh, so for example, the CDC, which is something I've legitimately captured uh, every, going back into 2021, the amount of, uh, first it was uh, lag in reporting, then it was manipulation of deaths, reporting, <clears throat> Removing deaths and then adding them back in. That's what they did in uh, June through August of 2022. I captured snapshots, data sets, and cross-compared them. And then it came up with a way to compare them and found certain state by state and the United States. For the United States, it was somewhere between 3,000 to 4,500 deaths were removed uh, per week in January of 2022. And then they re-added them back in. <clears throat> it begs the question, when you constantly are manipulating data and you can, you, people will say, oh, well, they just didn't know. No, no, no. When a, a person dies once. Once you put them in the database, you may change what they died from, but the data, the, the gross total should not, you know, that should only go in one direction, week to week. And I wasn't getting that. Which means that there's, uh, <laughs> there's been a propensity in the Biden administration, because this is occurring while he's in charge, 
to take data, manipulate it, and of course they're doing that with economic data as well and how they're presenting it. And their messaging is all, all over the place. And they try to tell us that they're doing one thing and they're actually doing another. Uh, drawing down the strategic oil reserves and lying to people and think you're pissing on their head and making them think it's raining. This, this is the kind of stuff that totalitarian regimes do. This is the kind of stuff that China does. Anyone who thinks otherwise is probably not addressing, uh, they're not looking at the data. The data is the data. Um, when someone presents you bad data and you catch them in doing that, and I'm nobody, I mean, like I said, anybody who does a cross-comparison can start seeing that, and I came up with a tool to do that. I came up with a mechanism from week to week. I did it state by state. Now, I don't go over it on a uh, over and over again because, you know, no one's really watching what I do. <laughs> I understand that, you know. It, 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 it's, it, it's it, it, you know, once I catch something like that, I mean, what can I trust? I can't trust anything. That, once, uh, once you catch somebody... Manipulating and manipulating your data, say for example, your accounting data and whatnot, you don't, you know, you don't say, oh, okay, I trust you going forward. I don't have to trust them anymore. I already know that I've already caught them doing it, and uh, since they won't, I come forward and say it overtly, or you know, tell us what the truth is. You can only it only begs the question, you know, who's who's in charge of their data, data sets. Who's putting that data in? And people say, well, they're getting it from the states. That's right. They are getting it from the states. You're very perceptive. Uh, they're getting it from the states. And how many times are they getting uh, clean data sets? Are they discussing the data sets with them? Do they have conference calls? You have to dig into that. But, of course, you know, I don't have the, I'm not the, I'm not the power person here to do so. I'm not the person who can who can uh, make that happen. I'm not in charge of it, for one thing. <laughs> I, I laugh because it's like, you know, it's bad when some ordinary, run-of-the-mill person can take their data, data sets, put them, in a, put them in a spreadsheet, cross-compare them, catch them lying to you, catch the con, and I haven't, and believe me, I, I've only done like two or three, like, uh, what do you call it, uh, what do you call it, uh, comparisons across like COVID, all total, uh, neoplasms, you know, there's, there's all kinds of categories of death. You know, when you get into the nitty gritty, you can create a massive analysis so, so large that it becomes unwieldy. So when you start getting, when I've when I caught examples, I'm not talking about one or two deaths. I'm not talking about ten. I'm talking about like, for example, the state of Alabama had uh, they had a change of over 400 deaths in one week. 400. That's not inconsequential. That's that's substantial. <laughs> when you start manipulating data that badly and it sticks out that much, you start to wonder, you know, are these people are they going to uh, you know what's what's the deal? You know who's who's running the data uh, there? Who's uh, creating uh, or why are they doing that? Are they doing it for money? Because we know that there's a payment schedule that goes along with reporting for COVID. 
uh, and reporting for COVID and certain other diseases. And when I say reporting, I mean, I'm talking about the hospital level where they, you know, when we start getting these hucksters that are all doing this kind of stuff, it, and, and they're also trying to hide, uh, you know, uh, the, the vaccination situation, and we know that. So when you, when you start seeing that on a, I mean, this is gross criminality. I mean, the thing is, is, you know, I'm nobody and we don't have DAs or certainly evidently we don't have people at the state level or even the, uh, the, we certainly don't have at the federal level, but we don't have anybody at the state level that's willing to start, you know, legitimately bringing charges against their own people and saying, Either you're causing the problem or the CDC, and all they're going to do is point fingers. But somebody's making these the changes. And, and going forward, not only that, when you start seeing, uh, I mean, I figure in the matter of months, that you'll start seeing a, ramp, a rapid rise in addition of deaths. I mean, here's, a, here's another example of this. So Ed Dowd has uh, been on this too. And he's got it from the insurance angle. He must know a guy. I don't. I haven't been able to find the data sets he pulls his data from. I'm not saying I couldn't, it's just I haven't found them. But uh, he's writing a book and he's uh, obviously he's, uh, he's uh, able to you know, access or the insurance companies in terms of their death reporting. And that's final. <laughs> you know why that's final? Because of course, in order to file a claim or have a insurance uh, incidence, it's going to show up there. It's a guarantee. Almost. <laughs> it's almost a guarantee. Now, is it going to capture everybody? Of course not. But when you start seeing insurance claims between the ages of, you know, the younger set from, say, age 15 up to uh, 55, and that incidence rate is going up by, you know, as he has noted and others have noted, five and six sigma, I mean, those things stick out. They'll stick out for them because, of course, you're paying on an insurance policy that you made expecting the person to live to age 75 or 80 at least and then they pass away at 48 so <laughs> if you're in the insurance company insurance uh, industry that's going to you know trigger and that happened in 2021 and I've been able to capture that on the data sets that I've analyzed I started seeing that significant rise in the third quarter and I um, targeted to was like week 28 of 2021 and it went through about week uh, 37 38 it was about 10 weeks where we had a substantial rise over euro uh, over the patterns and that was state by state and there was a stark contrast it included Florida it included uh, you know various states in the Union I mentioned Florida because that stuck out Georgia was one of them uh, California was slightly above average, if I can recall right. Washington was above average. There were there were some states that didn't, and we've also uh, there's a linkage between that. I'm just going through this in my head because I just got to get out of my head. The uh, the vax, you know, what's my vax? You know, in other words, what's my lot? So. Certain states were better at keeping these things cold. Let's just say good process uh, meant bad outcomes for you. Bad process might have actually saved people's lives. And uh, Dr. <clears throat> I forget I forget his name, 
there was a doctor discussed this. I, I caught the part of it, and I should have uh, downloaded it. So he was uh, talking about the, uh, I think it's Brian Artis. It might have been, no, it wasn't Brian Artis. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, he was discussing the fact that, obviously, and I know this from engineering too, quality control. So you're putting together a, 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 a liquid, and it's in a vat or some kind of processing mechanism, and you're shooting it all in these vials. Uh, you know, obviously there's a quality control spec for putting a certain amount of cc's or, uh, or whatever the measure is into the bottle. Uh, but the consistency of it, um, he was talking about, because of the way the vaccine is, uh, you know, made, it's going to have a basically from the roughly what he was saying is that um, you know there's a specific gravity concept there that you know uh, at the beginning when it first pumps it's going to have a lighter depending upon how it's it, it was showing up at, at the earlier part of a run of a, a certain lot uh, there is a, they tested that there wasn't as much a nanoparticle you know the 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 consistency was lighter so it didn't have enough of the vaccine, quote unquote, enough of the mechanism inside of it to uh, do harm. But at the latter part of a certain lot number, there seemed to be a substantial more, uh, substantially more of an amount of that in the in the lot, and based upon that, that was causing the most problems. But on top of that, now you get back to the temperature consistency. So. This stuff loves to be very cold. It has to be stored very cold. I remember seeing that from uh, other people who were in this field back in uh, 2020. They said, there's no way they can keep this thing uh, at, at, at a temperature. He's like, and to that point, it, it, to give a quality process, it takes a long time. Uh, an automotive industry, it's usually three to five years. So I'm assuming pharmaceutical it begs that it has to be a lot longer than that. He was talking seven, eight, ten years, which has been usually the typical window of opportunity. And this is a quote-unquote state-of-the-art, uh, um, state-of-the-art uh, technology, which we know it's. Uh, anyone who's been listening to me for any amount of time knows how evil I believe this is all is, and. Uh, how uh, so I'm not recommending it at all but that being said I mean it's a process it ran through DARPA um, the whole whole kit and caboodle but it's just the idea that our federal agencies and our federal government and our state agencies who have gone along with all this are committing crimes I mean just these aren't little crimes you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say say out loud here that now I, I maybe I know the small crimes are supposed to be you know we're you know a good society operates on on enforcement of criminal uh, you know enforcement of laws very very true when people turn to get desperate though those laws are going to get bent that's what happens when you destroy your own uh, ability to to keep keep and manage a society. This has been going on for a long time. And of course, there are lots of people because of the political ideologies, they see it as justification because they, they, they've always hated P 
people that have more than them. What's worse is when you have people that like just got fired from Twitter who uh, complain and whine about their, uh, you know, their situation and, you know, blame a whole group of people and Elon and all that kind of stuff, which I don't really want to dig, dig into him. I don't care about what he is and what he did. I'm just happy, I guess, to continue to try to make some uh, headway on on uh, illuminating things that stick out. So I'm going to leave it there. I, I, I probably talked a little bit longer than I expected to. I'm going to leave links to, uh, well, in particular, the Zero Hedge on the FBI, and then I'll also leave uh, one for the CDC information. And uh, You can peruse it if you like. I, I appreciate it if you do. But those are just two examples, so you can imagine how much other uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics is uh, doing the same thing. So I'll leave it there.